the whore. The whore. L.I.W. American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to L.I.W. American Horror Story Review, episode 27. I stuttered there because I didn't write down the title and I had to think. This episode is season 7, episode 5, titled Holes. And uh, there's no Shia LaBeouf here to uh, make it whimsical and make it fun. And insane, I guess. Uh, But this is uh, a good episode, I guess. It's a... Really starting to tie together. Uh, episode 706 is out as as I speak right now. I have not seen it. I'm really trying to just do one at a time, even if I'm a little uh, backed up here. Uh, backed up in the podcast deal sense, not so much the uh, digestion. Uh, what am I talking about? Anyway, so I was thinking back when this episode started, and I was like, you know how I complained about why isn't Ivy leaving this bitch? Because all she does is scream and, and ruin their lives. And her being in the cult really explains why she didn't leave. So I guess I have my reason now. And that's what I'm saying. This season is actually answering the questions I have instead of just leaving more questions on the table, a la Lost. Uh, Lost, I mean, there's a list online you can go and you can, like, you can find a, a, an online list for Lost where it's like, they didn't not describe anything. They, they answered every single question they ever raised. Here's the proof. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a fascinating read if you're in the Lost, but it's still uh, an infuriating show because Lost would ask 16 questions an episode and answer three and a half. So you were just kind of like, fucking answers. Who are the strangers? Just answer this goddamn question. Who are the others? Just get there. Why is there full of... What's the smoke? Who's Jacob? This is so many goddamn questions. Where are they? Why are they backtracking? Why is there a side split? Oh, my God. It's just infuriating. Um, what I love the show. I'm not going to say I don't. Uh, it's part of the part of the show is not answering questions, which sounds retarded. I realize it sounds literally retarded. I'm not saying that pejoratively. I'm saying it sounds like something is wrong where it's slow. Like the the progress of the show is literally retarded to keep going. And if you listen to the producers and the the makers of the show, it's it's true. They did it on purpose because they they didn't even know where it was going to go. So it's an interesting alleyway where they kind of got painting themselves into a corner. Anyway, uh, Beverly, this one starts off with Beverly. She's basically telling the story of the season so far on the news. And uh, it's her on the news. She's explaining everything. And then Dermot Maroney's yelling at her. He said he's not going to show any of that because nobody gives a shit. She's making it all up. It's not really a serial killer, blah, blah, blah. And then he explains that he didn't. She's like, why didn't you play the tape of fucking what's her name getting killed? Uh, The girl in the last episode whose name I can't think of right now. Uh, Roberts, Emma Roberts. There we go. Is it weird that I have to? Whenever I think of Emma Roberts' name, I have to think of her her aunt Julie Roberts or her dad. Uh, I have to, in order to think of either Eric or Emma Roberts, I have to think of Julie Roberts and then go off that with the last name because the last name is a is a key part of their name. Obviously, it's half of it. So it's this weird math I have to do. I feel like I'm translating a different language that I'm not entirely familiar with, but I still know. It is very weird, and it's it takes forever. And every single time I go to say their name, I have to stop and go, what? reset, and Julia, come to the forefront here. Oh, there's, there's your giant fucking horse mouth. There we go. And now we're going off that. Anyway, uh, Dermot Roney's mad at her. He's not airing the tape of her murder, and she's like, it's because you're fucking her, isn't it? It's, I, and he's like, yeah, let's just get out of here. You're fired. And she's like, hey, I'm going to turn you in for fucking her. I don't know how that applies at all. Whatever. 
Um, anyway, fatal flaw here in Dilma Roney's plan is to fire someone. I'll get into that in a little bit, but know that I threw it out there, so I'm setting it up for later. Uh, Kai's group is all around his 70s living room. Uh, it's a, seriously a basement living room. Like, if you go hang out with your friends in high school and they have one of those weird 70s houses, it sort of feels like. It feels like that 70s show. It's very strange. Kai's group is all questioning his bid for city council. He's a... Uh, he keeps yelling at them like there's a one guy uh one guy in particular who's questioning him over and over and over and his name is RJ his character's name and uh Kai starts to yell at him about it's all about credibility and I'm like dude you got long serial killer blue hair how the fuck are you about credibility at this point I would have thought at, at this point once he starts doing the bid for city council he would have tried to look like a city council member tried to blend in a little bit nope and they all have this meeting, how they're going to they're gonna go forward and do with the city council build. And then there's this big reveal when Ivy shows up late. And I was like, whoa, I already knew that. I already saw her do something with, with uh, Willow. What do you, or Winter, excuse me. Will, Willow, Winter, there's so many hippie names. With Winter, I've done that seven times. And I was like, I, I already knew it. I don't, I don't know why you did the big reveal. We, we knew she was in the cult. What are you doing? It's very weird. Uh... Allie, they show Allie, she's looking in the mirror, she has these holes in her neck, she starts to freak out, it's a dream, and she's like talking to her doctors, she's like, I've always been scared of holes, I'm like, but you're a lesbian, if you're scared of holes, how do you, it seems counterintuitive, never mind, moving on, and uh, she's, and then I love doctor talk, uh, psychiatrist babble, like you're, you're, you're metaphorically scared of falling into the holes of your life, and you think if you fall in there, you're going to see some centipedes. And centipedes are really the mistakes coming to the surface and scratching around. And you know, when you look in the mirror, you're really seeing a reflection of what you don't want to be. That's why we focus on the, the negative things. That's why we focus so hard on these things. It's really, it goes back to early, man. And it's just like keeps going. And oh my God, can't you just not like holes? Can't you? Can't you just be scared of holes un without a reason? I mean, uh, yes, she does have problems, but I don't think her being scared of the holes of her life are, are a problem. But then you realize what he's really trying to do later on, because I've been I've been I've been wise to Dr. Rudy Vincent's goals this whole time here. I mentioned it early on in the season. He's recruiting, or he's tearing her down, or he's fucking with her. Who knows? I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the goal is, but I just know he's in on it. I know that for certain. Um, Allie. He keeps blabbing on. Allie, Allie realizes that Ivy seemed really prepared about the breakup and uh, for it to end because she's like, she already planned it. It's like she planned her exit. She cut, cut off all the credit cards. She moved out. She did this. She did just like all this long list. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I, Allie seems aware of what's going on because it adds a big layer to, for us, the audience is like, how is she going to follow this? How is this going to play out? Because if she's aware that Ivy was fucking her over, that is fascinating to me. It really is. How is she going to play that? It's in it'll be interesting to see here in, in the next few episodes. They do a September 26th flashback. Um, there's a... Basically, Ivy gets a gift from Allie. It's, it's something. She pulls out uh, like a little red cotton piece or something. It looked like maybe it was like a velvet. I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, it wasn't a, a double-ended marital aid for lesbians. It wasn't that at all. I couldn't tell what it was, but she's like, we can't afford this. Blah, blah, blah. Throws it down and walks away. 
And I was like, okay, can we at least see what it was? No, okay. Unless I wasn't looking exactly at the at the mystery gift at the exact right second that they showed it for. I missed it. I'm sorry. I, I just did. Who knows what it was? We'll never know. Um, freeze frame experts will get on this. That's right. There's experts in that. Uh, I'm a freeze frameologist. I studied freeze framery at the freeze frame college, the local. The, I mean, I went to a CC, so but I still still credited. Come on, let me have it. You're right. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. So they the clowns decide that they have to put on a a show and make their presence known. So they all decide to record it. And by record it, I mean they go to Dermot Maroney's house to kill him because he fired, uh, what the fuck is her name? I'm forgetting name. Beverly. You know, I'm tr- really trying to get these character names down early. Some, last season, I was waiting until like, the last few episodes to do it because I was not in the last season. But this season, I am into. They all show up. The, one of them hits uh, Dermot Maroney in the back of the head with a pipe who takes it like a fucking champ. He's just like, ow, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Gets back up. Like, damn, dude, I'd be down. I would be done. And thank Christ I'd be done because I wouldn't want to t- be around for the torture part that they do, what they do later. We, uh, we get to see, though, that Kai is the nose clown, which is what I was thinking. But now it's official. That's good. All the noses, that's him. Every single nose is him. That's good. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, Dermot Maroney freaks out. The scene started with him coming down with some rubber gloves on. He's looking what looks like blood off of him. It was very weird. And he's like, "Don't ki- are you going to kill me? Nobody's going to take care of him. And they're like, him? He's like, I have a gimp in the attic. They go upstairs. They see the fucking gimp. He's hanging there by hooks, which is goddamn weird. And, and not in like a weird, like, ugh, it's too stupid for a show. But like, why do people do that? How fucked up are you that you have to do that? That's your only way to live at that point. It is so goddamn weird. And let's just say it, unnecessary. It is unnecessary to hang by your own skin. If that's how you get off, if that's the only way you can get off, I have to believe you're not made for this world. You're not. You're just not a human. You're not a human in the same way that everyone else is a human. You're fucking weird, and you should know that. I, I'm not, I have no sympathy for you. Anyway, he, they, he has a mask on. He can't hear him or see him. They're like, do we kill him? And they're like, no, let's not kill him. I, I vote no. And he goes, this isn't a democracy. And Kai stabs him in the chest. They kill him. They bring up Dermot Maroney. They all take turns stabbing him. Ivy freaks out, goes and throws up. Uh, they all stab him except Ivy at this point. And, and then Beverly kills him. This is all being recorded. And I was like, this is the fatal flaw I was setting up. If you fire someone from your job, from their job, make sure you file the paperwork or make some phone calls immediately after, or else this shit's going to happen. This is how you get killed by your disgruntled employees. Um, it's just it's just good practice to just, like, you're fired, immediately pick up the phone. Immediately. Even, do I want to say immediately? Because even immediately could re, you know, result in some sort of uh, rushed murder out of passion to save your job. But I would be like, you're fired, but I'll think about it a little bit further but as of now, you're fired. You got to like let them down easy, even if you're trying to be a dick about it and be like, the second they walk out of the office, she's fired, by the way. I'm just putting this on record. If I end up dead, that bitch is still fired, and then she's probably responsible for that. Go ahead and, and file the paperwork there. It's just a good, it's just, it's a good call for all you guys with, um, with employees out there. It's just a uh, good practice. They do a five weeks ago uh, Chiron on the screen, and I was, it was very weird because... All of five weeks, uh, ag, so the word five, the word weeks, and then the ag of ago were all capitalized, and then the tiny little o 
Tiny little O at the tail end of that. What the shit was that? That was such a <laughs> such a, a, a desperate attempt to make it the American Horror Story font. It, it was only the one letter. It was very fucking weird. Distracting as hell. Couldn't stop laughing. Anyway, they're, they're, this is when they're uh, talking about how they have to weed out the, the, the weak ones in the group. And then uh, they're setting up the coffins, which we saw previously. And then they put the two people in the coffins and they close them in. And like, what do we do? Just leave them in there? And they're like, I guess. And then uh, I was like, what's going on? And they're like, we got the weak link. We, we got rid of the weak link. I'm like, Who the, who's the weak link? Who are you talking about? I'm guessing one of those two people was in the cult. I have no idea. But who's the weak link? <laughs> we'll never know. They, moved too, they just moved too fast in this scene. They barely got to see the people. I was like, I was hoping to re, you know, re see their faces again and then recognize them. And uh, nope, it didn't happen. I remember that one girl from the the weird sex dream in the beginning of a couple episodes ago, but uh, it didn't, didn't, really, uh, didn't really play out the way I was hoping. Hoping for a little more explanation. Anyway, uh, Allie is watching the neighborhood, the neighborhood, the neighbors with a telescope. It's really, really turning into Fright Night at this point or some sort of rear window situation. Because she's she's emotionally crippled, just like a just like a rear window. She can't move around. She's got a broken leg in her heart, in her mind, if you will. And she has to stare at her neighbors like a goddamn weirdo. She runs across the street because she fears sees some weird shit. She finds this open grave, and meadows in it. She runs home. She she calls nine one one. They're busy, uh, which is always fun. Which is a, exactly what you want out of your nine one one station is just to be well we got too much murder going on tonight i think 911 is a weird thing for me because it's a kind of a catch-22 because yes it's a very very important that we have it i think we all agree with that but then you get a, a a car that crashes or a house fire and you have 75 neighbors with a cell phone they're all calling 911 at the same time and then if the 911's like yeah we know bye and they get like what the fuck they were rude <laughs> like yeah they were rude because they can clear up the line to save someone's life not the 17th call on a goddamn house fire that's already been put out. They don't need that. So it's kind of a weird, what the hell is the 911 supposed to do? I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, Meadow runs across the street after she gets out of the grave, apparently, on her own, even though she looked like she could barely move. She explains through the gate. She's like, there's a cult. They're all in on it. I'm in on it. Harrison's in on it. Kai's in on it. Even your wife. And uh, once... Allie hears that. I'm like, oh, there's this extra layer that's getting added on this this episode is so. I, I'm not trying to wash this episode's balls, or this season's balls, by any chance, but I, I'm in love with it. I love this extra layer of intrigue, mystery. I don't know what you want to call it. It all sounds so cheesy, but this extra layer that they're not hiding it from Allie anymore. We're on season five, episode five, excuse me, and Allie's already aware that her wife is in on it. Now it's a matter of you know collecting the data for her to really prove that it's true which immediately happens because she calls i she was on the phone with ivy and ivy's like what's going on where are you and then she's like oh wait she's kind of she's kind of uh you know ticking the tally marks in her mind like for and against ally being in the or ivy being in the cult and I, i love that sort of shit i love the the gathering of truth and i i thought they would wait until later i'm glad they're not doing it later Let's just say that. I thought they would, but I'm glad they're not. Very, very glad. Like, uh, kind of like a scream moment where, oh, Sydney realizes who the killers are at the last scene. Like, I'm glad she realizes it now. Because now it's going to be, how is she going to deal with it? That's more interesting to me than the reveal itself. Her going through the motions and 
figuring out how she's going to play against it. If she's even going to, who knows? If she joins, who knows? It's, I love I love this stuff. I love this this style of storytelling. I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm going to, excuse me, I'm bathing this season's balls. I'll be right back with you. So they talk about the weak link. Apparently that was RJ because they go down in Kai's basement. RJ sitting in a chair, all, all duct taped up, all tied down. And then uh, Kai pulls out a nail gun, and he makes Ivy use it. And he's like, there's a world record for most nails in the head. And it's at 13. And I'm like, there's a record for that? Who the fuck is keeping a record of that? First of all, why did anybody ever do that? Second, that means they did it at least once or at least twice because there's a record. I mean, unless they broke the record on the first try. But come on, what are the odds of that? Uh, That wouldn't really be a world record at that point. That would just be, I did this once. It would just be the current standard. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the, the label world record on that. World record sounds like a competition, which does require multiple. Just saying. Uh, anyway, so they all take turns uh, putting a nail in this guy's fucking head. And then uh, I don't know how many they got in, like eight or nine, not 13. And then Kai's like, should I go for the world record or should I shoot him in the the brain's on-off switch, the Medulla Amagata? And then uh, Bobby from... a Waterworld, Waterworld. Oh my God, this joke has already it's already failed because I can't think of his name. Bobby Boucher from Waterboy and Medulla. I'm like, hey, you you get the point. I already ruined it. I'm not gonna keep going. You know, sometimes my little rants uh, run out of steam, and that was one of them. When I, I knew immediately I shouldn't say it, and then I decided to say it. Couldn't remember the name or the movie, and uh, just just teetered out from there. And here we are, left in the wreckage of that that Waterboy joke from 1998 or some shit like that. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Anyway, uh, they show Beverly and Kai talking, and she's like, enough bullshit. I want to know about you. I want to know about your backstory. And we flash back to 2014. Kai's dad is Cripple. I guess he rode a motorcycle or some shit, and then he's doing that little chair slide, you know, that little mechanical thing that brings you up and down the stairs. <clears throat> I'd say rule number one, if you're Cripple, just buy a single-story home. Just make your life so much easier. Because getting on that chair and going up the stairs would not be worth it to me. I would just never visit that second story. It, it could be my wife's, like, she could have all of her boyfriends living up there, and I would never fucking know because I would be like, I'm not going up there. I've seen, like, six black dudes walk up there in the last four days. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care. I, I, I'm just not going up the stairs. I'm not even going to question her about anything upstairs. Everything upstairs to me is just not happening. It's out of sight, out of mind at, at the best level. Because fuck those stairs, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it at all. Sorry, guys. Nope. I don't know why they had to be black. It's just uh, more insulting, I guess, that they're huge black men. Because it's not insulting because they're black. It's insulting because he is so not a huge black man, which means she wants something very different from this guy. That's why it's insulting. That's all. I'm explaining that it's not racist. It's uh, it's just very different from what he is. So I'm not a racist. I don't give a shit. Anyway, um. He's he's crippled. He's a he seems like a real fucking piece of shit, and he's like abusing the kids and shit. And then, um, or at least abusing Kai. He Kai's up and doing homework or some shit, and then he hears a, shot, a gun go off a couple times. He runs downstairs. He sees that the mom has shot the father in the gut, which is brutal, <laughs> like slow death. And then the mom turns the gun on herself, blows her fucking brains out. And then Kai's like, "I called my brother," and I was like, "Oh, here we go. Here we go. I know who it is." And then, sure enough, it's Cheyenne Jackson, uh, Dr. Rudy Vincent. And then uh, he shows up, and they decide that they can't tell the cops because they have dead parents. They can't tell the cops that their parents are dead because they'll lose uh, 
the house, they'll lose the insurance money, I guess. I don't know. They'll lose the Social Security money. They'll lose the, the you know, disability money, all this shit. Anyway, I see, like, Willow or Winter. Goddamn fucking Willow Winter. Uh, there's not even a Willow, is there? It's just Meadow and Winter. <laughs> what am I doing? Anyway, they decide that Winter would lose her scholarship or, you know, ability to pay for college, so they decide not to do it. And they put the bodies in bed and they cover them in lie. It seems really gross. And then, uh... Uh, Kai starts to cry, and then uh, the episode ends. And then I'm confused after this because I have notes for The Walking Dead, which is very fucking strange. It's like I started typing into the wrong form here. I was like, I have more? I said it ends, but there's like five more notes. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's because it's The Walking Dead notes. What the hell's going on with me? I gotta get my shit in order. It's because I watched episode one after another and left both the files open, both the... The uh, WordPad files. Anyway, so that's the end of the episode. Cry starts, or Kai starts to cry, and then uh, it fades out, and it's over. And uh, I like this episode. They're really starting to set up that the cult is is not fucking around anymore. They're, they want to get more you know eyes on them to make people aware. They're trying to cause fear. They're trying to cause chaos. I don't... They haven't focused on Kai's actual city council bill, bid in a while. They kind of mentioned it in the beginning and then didn't go back to it. I, I wish they would show a little bit more of that. I, I can't decide if they're doing a, he's a horrible piece of shit and he's running for office and he's going to win it and that's Donald Trump. I can't decide if they're doing that. I really hope not. That's kind of it's kind of, kind of lazy, really. Anyway, uh, yeah, if they're doing that, whatever. what am I talking about? I need to move on. I need to go home. Uh, I already am home, but I need to get, get out of here. This is a good episode. It's called Holes. It's holes for more than one reason. Obviously, uh, Sarah Paulson uh, sees holes everywhere. She's scared of like holes, and then she's scared of falling into the holes of your life, you know. And then also because she found a hole in the neighbor's yard with a with a body in it of of meadow. And there's lots of holes, and uh, surprisingly, uh, script holes and plot holes are not one of them. For, for the walk, for um, American Horror Story, see, I already confused it. For American Horror Story, not having holes in your story are, is amazing. It is amazing. It's been a while. Last season was good, forgettable, still kind of like, what's going on? The season before that was just all the fuck over the place, so many holes. I don't even want to say holes, I guess. I want to say dead ends, where you're like, oh, I bet they tie that in. Nope, 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 they abandoned it. Okay, we're not going back to that. Oh, here they go. They showed a three and a half second flashback scene that tied in with that. Oh, no, it didn't matter. Okay. Okay, and people fucking loved it because people fucking love Hot Topic and they're fucking idiots. So I don't know what the fuck was so great about last season. It was or two seasons ago, the hotel season. It was really good performances, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Anyway, um, go to LAWstudios.com. Check out the shows there. Uh, YouTube.com slash Loitering in Wonderland. We got a new show out there. It's a video show. It's called Things That Will Burn in Hell with Phoenix West. It's based on my 2006 books that I started writing on MySpace. That's goddamn right, MySpace. Uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. I, first, I started doing it as a podcast and ended up being like, I need to make this a video. So the first two videos are me listening to the podcast and you watch me kind of mime and mimic what I'm saying. It's, it's very strange. It's very weird. They're very short, though. The first one's like 11 minutes, but they're all going to be short uh, going forward. Under 15, I'd say, for every single episode, I would, I would assume. Some of the later ones will be interesting because they have a lot of pictures. I'll see how... That's why that's why I decided to make it a video show because there's lots of pictures I could show them on screen. It's gonna be interesting to do for the podcast though because I'm I'm doing both with it. I'm not sure how that's gonna work, but we'll find out in the future. Here, go there, rate and review, and all that fun stuff. iTunes, Stitcher, 
pod satchel something or satchel i think it's just called satchel player um and now we're on google play the podcast center there i'm not sure what it's called because i just added it added it the other day and then i forgot about it quickly until right now anyway if you're on any of those go check it out until next time and in the meantime i'm phoenix west so long citizens <laughs>